You're listening to Arsenal Pass, a flesh and blood podcast for players by players. And all about strategy, leveling up, and the latest news in the world of Wraith. Welcome to Arsenal Pass. Yeah, I mean, we just went down the Hudson, went for a walk, and saw the city and spent some time with Alex from Fabled Academy, which was fantastic. Like, first of all, what he's doing for this game and what he's going to capture at this weekend with the Pro Tour. But I know he's going to Madrid. He's going to uh, the Pro Tour in France. Mm. Um, I mean, effectively, he's going to chronicle what is the start of Flesh and Blood's pro events from Pro Tour 1. Yep. Amazing cinematography as well. Um, we had some good questions in the interview. Uh, one particularly I liked was about <clears throat> what Hayden was waiting back waiting for back at home and then we had a nice contrast with my answer he'll throw some people for the loop but it's just the classic bs that comes out of your mouth whenever we start to get serious well anyway quick shout out to alex at fabled academy if you aren't following fabled academy on twitter and youtube make sure you go and do so uh alex at fabled academy is recording interviews with players here like just go and watch his first video that he did from um i think it's from krakow in the pro quest season which is phenomenal go and check it out which is fabled academy on youtube but anyway brennan arsenal pass we're sitting right next to each other, episode 57. Seven. We're episode 57. So we don't have notes today because we're actually just sitting in our Airbnb recording this podcast before we go to the players' banquet in a few hours. Um, so if the pod is a little bit later than usual, we apologize. But <laughs> yeah. we wanted to be shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, so the way it lined up is just like we could not find a time. It was a tough week because um, for me, I had to get a lot of things sorted before I flew to New York and then Hayden was kind of just flying while I was here, so... Yeah, you had to get sorted. I had to fly for a day and a half to get here. You but, just had to get on a four-hour flight. Yeah, so I brought the microphone. We have it currently sitting in a in a glass right now, sitting up. <laughs> this is peak technology. Yeah, we've got a little like top and the mic sitting yeah. in there while we hunch over it together side by side, <laughs> like friggin', you know, Quasimodo over here. <laughs> yeah. So Hayden, uh, predictions for predictions for the Pro Tour, mostly from like a demographic standpoint, and for those for what we'll convert. Right, we got a lot of people from a lot of different places across the world flying in for this weekend let's say we go into day two where do you expect a lot of the representation to be yeah in terms of sorry geography yeah geography. yeah i think the the majority of players are still going to be from north america so mm-hmm. in the u.s in particular um is going to make up so i think when they sit around like is it like 250 players for the pro tour i think like 150 of those are going to be from the u.s mm. so i think it's going to be about 60 percent of players are from the u.s so I, I expect to see that convert to day two, but um, you know, I know, I mean, Fab Twitter is amazing. We've just seen a bunch of people tweet their hair. It seems like there's so many people here. I feel like there's really? gonna be, yeah, I don't know, just like there's there's the German team, there's yeah. the Polish team, there's um, there's some you know heaps of players from New Zealand. There's I think from Australia alone, there's 15 people that have come over um, that I know of. I think that are going to be playing. I'd even be more actually. That's just the ones I definitely know of. Uh, it could be like 25 players, and I think half of those are playing in the Pro Tour. So, but people have come just for the calling, which is amazing. Wow. So, um, yeah, I mean, back to the question at hand, I guess, if we're talking about making some predictions to this Pro Tour, I think heading into day two, we're going to see uh, a good representation of North American players. I think Europe is really going to represent. It just feels like there's a lot of fire and and hearing from these European players. We just spent time with Alex at Fabled Academy talking about how fired up like the German team are and stuff. And, you know, it might be a bit of a... A bit of a rivalry starting between us. <laughs> but, yeah, someone, one of us, you were talking some smack on that video. Yeah, I was. I yeah, don't know yeah. if they're going to take that very well. That was the UK team, though. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're not going to like that. Um, <laughs> what about you? What do you think? Like, I mean, so I think the one that might surprise people is I think that, uh, you know, the 
Oceania APAC region might not be as represented as maybe people think on day two. And that's not just because I'm not like throwing shade. I just think that um, there's a lot of different factors and reasons and there's, there's less players overall. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just have this, this feeling that we're going to see Europe and North America really represent here. Yeah, so there's like two narratives. And it's funny because they're like polar opposites, right? <clears throat> there's the narrative that New Zealand... Um, it's mostly New Zealand, right? Australia kind of gets lumped in, but the New Zealand is the pinnacle of competitive flesh and blood. <clears throat> and that their armories are basically our callings, right? This is the meat we talk about. <laughs> but um, you know, this is really the first premier stage where we get to put that to the test. And sort of in that time, since the game's inception, you know, uh, the North American scene particularly, but also Europe, um, has just gone through the ringer of competitive events. We've been sort of forged by fire yeah. through the calling. The last few months. Skirmish season. Battle hardens. Yeah, so there's just yeah. so many good players have sort of been. Uh, you've you've of, done this way more eloquently than I have. That's exactly <laughs> kind of what I meant. Is that just yeah. you know the the Oceania and stuff? We haven't had as many events recently, and and there's a lot of like like I can see fired up. Yeah, a bit complacent, it, eh? Right? Like, yeah. I think that uh, and like if you even Matt Rogers talks about it a lot is that he thinks that the sort of and this is from coming from some from that region who's prolific and has played quite a few tournaments over here at this point. Um, and he pretty much agrees, like, the skill level of players is just, like, the floor, right, seems to be increasing pretty fast, or and at least gaps, the average. Gaps disappearing yeah. quickly, yep. So, um, so I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, I think North, North America is going to convert well. In terms of, like, top eight representation, it's really hard to say. Um, but one thing I do want to transition to, Hayden, is, like, what kind of, what kind of decks are we going to see? Let, let's, let's bring it back. Let's yeah. bring it back. Legend Story Studios, in their infinite wisdom, decides to make a ban and restricted announcement um, you know, they, they push it, uh, they push it later, right? Push it a month later, pretty close to the pro tour. It's going to create a fun new format, exciting. It's going to reward deck builders, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, people that are going to put the work in. Um, we did get that announcement earlier that we expected, but, uh, how do you think that played out? What, you think there's going to be a lot of spice? Is there going to be a lot of diversity? Have people enjoyed that system, right? New fresh meta, right? It's not boring mm-hmm. and stale. What, uh, what has been, I know we've talked a little bit about our experience, but overall, yeah. what have you seen from other people and how do you out yeah i've seen a lot of things through twitter and just having conversations as well and people are being a bit more vocal in the past week about how they're feeling and how they are coming to this pro tour and um i I feel some sentiments for some players some people feel really prepared right and maybe those people are a little bit bit quieter because they're ready to go and you know they're not saying i'm feeling a bit unsure about things but overall i think there's a it's a real mixed bag in terms of how players are feeling um i think people have looked for innovation and looked to be innovative and try to find these things and maybe they haven't been there to compete with um star of the show like bravo star of the show and chain in the ways that people would like to yeah and it's been quite difficult to find decks that star of the show is still very real i think it's still gonna be the most played deck tomorrow maybe chain is more played yeah uh, when we rock up to the pro tour tomorrow mm-hmm. but those two decks are gonna be the most two, the top two played decks and it's not even a question in my head right like yeah i 100 agree i think that it's it's no question it's maybe a flip of whether it's more star or more chain but those are the decks to beat and they're quite different decks too which is really yeah. interesting and that's that's it's it's cool for diversity, quote unquote. But I think that it ultimately, like it, it constrains the meta quite a bit, quite a bit, because you have to attack um, to an extent two very different decks, right? And it's really hard to have a deck that's good into Star Wars that's also good into Chain. So we see some sort of um, tier two or just like meta decks that are quite popular in terms of like Lexi playing into Chain, mm-hmm. the Ice Lexi I particularly, yeah. but has a very rough matchup into Starvo. Um, and then on the other Last side of, the, of Prism. Yep. yep. And then there's Prism who has who has the good matchup into Starvo and then ends up having a really bad match chain in my opinion. Yeah. Um so it's like where do you land, right? Are you playing the chain? Because like if you pick a meta deck, you're likely to fall. You, I mean, you could play into like one of those decks that are preying on you. You could also just lose your mirrors, you could yep. lose your Starvo matchup. 
So it's uh, it's hard to be super confident. Yeah, so I think just going back to like what you said before about what decks to expect, well, there's those two things, right? But I think here's, here's something, right? Frame this, because you talked about a new meta and maybe people feeling a little bit like not as excited about the fact of where we are now and there's not as much innovation. I said that, but, <laughs> you know, um, take this, right? Say this is the meta eight weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So from release, there was no Scalata, um, there was no Autumn's Touch, right? And we have this meta right now. It would be interesting to people, like... You know, Chain and Starvo and other decks around it are close enough and, and there's more com- there's com- competition that it wouldn't have just immediately been like it was when How Good Star of the Show was rocking up into Battle Hardened, um, I think it was Indianapolis, right? Yeah. And, and then into the indie calling. Like, I don't think, you know, we would have had a lot more representation and the narrative would be different. But because it's been done through a banning as opposed to a release of a set, it's a very different narrative about as we head into the prototype because there was already knowns. You take the bannings. And then we hit into this format where there's a lot of already, things that are already solved and already known, like known mm-hmm. information. Yeah. And that's why I think the format maybe feels a little bit, some aspects like stale or like yeah. people aren't excited about like the innovation that's there um, compared to how they would have been if it was just from a new set coming in. Yeah. It's, uh, I think people feel frustrated, right? Like they want to be on something that's not Star of the Show, yeah. not Chain, because Star of the Show, <clears throat> it still might be the best deck. Um, chain might be as well. But Star of the Show is probably worse than it was before. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's hard to really pick the premier best deck between those two, and I think that the mirrors in both of those in both of those decks are people don't tend to find them very to be very enjoyable. Yeah, um, and that's I mean, going to be fine, but, you know. yeah, they're fine. The chain mirror in particular, I think um, I'm not a huge fan of, but the star of a mirror, I know that you can be there's a lot of consistency. No one, no one's heard about how much you don't like chain mirrors before. That's news <laughs> well, to everyone. They're worse than they used to be. Um, so, Hayden, when does this? When are we dropping this pod? And uh, and if few hours it's going to come out uh, yeah so before the pro tour yeah so i can i mean i'm comfortable saying the deck that i will be playing i think hayden will be playing i was born to play this deck hayden <laughs> i was born to play this deck that's fair i can see it i i've had a we've had very contrasting lead up let's let's move on let's hold that thought for one second i just want to wrap up the kind of decks we expect to see and then i want to talk a bit about like our process and stuff as well um for this pro tour but the the, I think what we're expecting to see tomorrow is, yeah, like you say, like Chain, Star of the Show, and then we're expecting to see decks that are specifically trying to target either of those and then maybe trying to, you know, have a chance into the other. Like you said, the, the Isolexies, the Prisms. Um, people are talking about, like, Dash as a thing, and um, I've been working a lot on Dash. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the decks that I've been close to considering playing. I'm going to talk about the process in a minute um, around, like, getting to that sort of deck and stuff. But it's... You know what we end up seeing tomorrow i don't think it's going to be too massive a deviation of what people expect hey, look, we could get there tomorrow and be super surprised about what people are playing but um i think at this point people have been pretty open about feeling like chain and star uh, star of the show the two best decks yeah by um by quite some margin and you know i actually think it's i think it's healthy i think this meta is like pretty reasonably healthy i think just expectations of what people thought was going to happen after the bannings isn't quite lining up with what's actually happened but i don't think if you took it in isolation just remove the bannings just look at this format in isolation i don't think it, it's not a bad format it's not there's things that can be. I think the ProQuest season is going to be a good ProQuest season. I think people are just looking for more innovation than is maybe going to come out. But hey, who knows? You know, like we're sitting in one little bubble of things, and you know, it's a reasonable sized bubble. We talk to people, um, but nothing's leaked out about these like crazy decks people have found or anything. So, you know, I think there's going to be some surprises tomorrow for sure because there's going to be <laughs> decks that people pick up that yeah. are known quantities, but they try and maybe target in a different way. But it's not to the point of maybe what we've ex- experienced in the past of just like Lightning Briar coming out um this right coming you know like these things it's not going to be the same thing so let's talk a bit about repression for this pro tour mm. because we've had very contrasting experiences in preparing for this pro tour and i think that's really interesting it, uh, it, it was so like it is contrasting i think towards the end 
But for a lot of the a lot of the sure. testing process, we were on this kind of on the same page. So I, we started out looking at sort of like fringe decks, trying to really break the game, and then it was just like, oh, I don't know. It's like very tough to break the there game. There were some things, right? But they're yeah. not maybe it's, the level that we want them to be. And... It's it's tough into a Stargo meta to break the game. Like it's a very constricting deck, and then you have chain attacking on somewhat of a different mm -hmm. vector, and like that's tough. Um, so we, we messed around with that quite a bit. You know, we did a lot of testing pre-ban, and we were testing relatively close to what the ban actually was, um, yeah. just not the autumn's touch part. Uh, so old him really fell out of fell out of a sort of fell off our radar pretty quickly, which I was I was happy to sort of rule that one out. Um, that was more of a you know Michael Hamilton really helped us out with that, which yep. was which was very 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 good because I think we would have probably went deep on that deck and spent a lot of development time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that you know from the from the start we were really looking at chain. We tested a lot of viscerai. Um, mm -hmm. We tested a lot of it because viscerai is still a very good deck. Yeah. Um, it's just like the things that it used Scalata to sort of play itself out of some bad matchups. Doesn't really have that toolbox anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so it's those are a bit tougher. And I don't I don't know if it's faster than chain now because people used to say that like oh Scalata wasn't like important for aggro, which is the craziest thing I've ever heard because. Basically, what it did is, like, you got to play at the same speed or relatively the same speed as Chain, and you would just spike 30. Yeah. <laughs> People talk about how important Huskers and aggro matchups will hold up. You you had, don't worry about the six defensive. You had 20 damage, 25 damage just sitting there on the board. It's like, yeah, obviously there's some setup, but it's not that crazy to do. So, Viscera is very strong. Yeah. I mean, we spent time with, so I think because we didn't have that much time, right? Like, we kind of no, had an idea no. of what the banning was, but even before then, it was only like four weeks, five mm -hmm. weeks, and then you get. Three weeks once we do find out not even that right i think it was end up being 20 days or something 19 days so with the the forward bannings and announcement um so there wasn't time to be just like going too wild on things but there was like i guess things we we tried before like go back to like lexi for a little bit through this i spent a lot of, like i said before a lot of time with dash and that's probably where our paths of testing started to deviate mm -hmm. um was where a lot of the team went towards chain builds after kind of putting down all the kind of fringe stuff um, and I went towards this dash build that I thought was yeah, and that, we really gave you we gave Hayden that as like his bucket, right? Yeah. Um, like Michael's Michael's bucket in particular was was old him, right? And to an extent, Starvo. Yeah. Uh, we all sort of gravitated towards Chain after we sort of we kind of started to rule them out. But with Hayden, we you know he has all the data that we have for Chain. At the same time, it's like okay, you take dash if you can break that, that's great because if we can have a deck that can sort of you know maybe it fatigues Chain or maybe it just raises him, right? Boost dash. And then also has like an item inevitability against Starvo, sort of normally, right? If they don't get high rolled, that's a great place to be because Dash is a very punishing deck into uh, sort of normal decks, like any of the other chaff that you sort of go through yeah. in the rest of the tournament. Like you have, you're doing fundamentally very powerful things. Um, you know, you're setting up your items or you're you're boosting and doing a lot of damage. So I was very interested in that deck, but in terms of like you you said like that that word is important, right? Time. I had to, we had to just go, Hayden, you take this, you tell us if it's good, if it's good, yeah. we'll look at it, but if not, it's, we won't even test it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in terms of like, talk about like diversion. So actually step back before, mm -hmm. in, in case people aren't aware, who were we testing with for this, this pro tour, just in terms of the people that were around and, and sort of the wider group of testing? Yeah. So it was myself, Hayden, of course, Dan, uh, Dan Mackay, as usual. Um, then we had Michael Hamilton, uh, Roger Bodie, who's, uh, he lives in Indianapolis as well. Um, and then Matthew Fox, and yeah, so that was pretty much our team for the season. And I think it went really well. We had a lot of good aspects. I know Matt in particular, definitely a shout out to him. He pulled some ridiculous hours this season. Yeah. Like he uh, works works very hard. I was very impressed with that. Um, and yeah, I think he he was on a, quite a degenerate schedule. And then Michael, Michael and Roger were just definitely a joy to work with. You know, very analytical, uh, very composed, sort of about their testing. 
yeah. and you fell right into sort of the procedures and discipline that we'd like to implement effectively. Right. Of time. Yeah, Michael's the way Michael's mind works in terms of flesh and blood just continues to surprise and impress me. He's got one of the most fantastic brains when it comes to flesh and blood that I've had the pleasure of having conversations with at this point. And you know, when I have these conversations, I go, "Yeah, no, it, it makes sense that you want two callings in a row." Hundred percent, and it's really it's it's very very powerful to have someone like uh, like him testing with you, in the sense that you know, like we may have gave gave Hayden Dash, but we can honestly just ask Michael. I think to a reasonable extent, to an we I just trust his opinion. I was like, "Oh, should we be should we be looking at Ultim?" It's like maybe no. Yeah. Do we should we play Star Wars Chain? It's like yes, no, but for these reasons, and I don't really have to spend you know kind of do my ten thousand hours or whatever it is <laughs> to sort of try to master it because he usually gets he nails it right on nails it on the head. Yeah, you don't need your uh, Blitz Kano sheet back out for every yeah. single deck in class constructed. Yeah. So, um, I guess that's like one aspect. Obviously, that's who we're working with. But then, yeah, I just want to talk a little bit about because people are probably interested in what happened. So. In terms of you ended up being able to do some in-person testing for the kind of last week and you've been in New Jersey a little bit longer than I have um, where it worked out that uh, my sort of, I think, schedule was really, I couldn't line up with you guys in North America either for testing, which mm-hmm. was really tough. Um, so I was probably a little bit more solid with myself and, and Dan who lives in New Zealand as well. So, which is, it's always, we work like that usually just for yeah. a salad. It just makes more sense for timing wise and then report back, have catch-ups and things like that, strategy meetings and stuff. But um, then... Yeah, it got a little bit crazy for me in the past week and then show up to New Jersey. As we're recording right now, I haven't actually decided what I'm going to play tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So um, I have the dash deck that I've been working on and I'm like somewhat happy with. I have a full game plan set. I know what I want to do in every matchup. I think the deck is just not quite strong enough. Yeah. Um, and then also we have like what everyone else is working on the team as like audibles that I'm potentially looking at as well. So. Yeah, so we have the chain list. Like we have a very, very solid, we have a very solid chain list. Everyone's um, a slightly different, but, of course. but it's all on yeah. the same theory and grounding. Well, there's one that's a bit wacky, which I would consider to be sort of the deck. Um, is it is it good enough? Can it, uh, like, it attacks on sort of a, it has a different game plan than a normal chain deck. And is it powerful enough? I'm not sure. Uh, that's what we're still flip-flopping between. So we, we have, we really have the data and we have the tools to play Starvo or Chain, right? I think a lot of us would be comfortable doing that. Those are fine picks. But this is the Pro Tour. I don't want. You're not going. We're not going there. You don't to want get, mediocre. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no half, half split my games. We're trying to get a trophy. So there are some audibles that will require like a gem format, like, and you have to somewhat kind yeah. of gem format. Some, you have to get some get luck some, on your side. Yes, and is in maybe with those decks, it might, it's probably overwhelmingly important for us to get into the so-called winner's meta as fast as possible because we will target the meta decks. Yeah. Um, I really want this deck to be a surprise, though, if we ended up bringing it, because I think we might uh, we might sort of wimp out last minute. But uh, yeah, I think we just call it the deck. I think that it, <laughs> it is Flesh and Blood's version of the deck. Okay, all right, all like right. It is. Um, it's wild. It's a wild one. <laughs> in before O three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in before O three was, was yeah yeah. I there's, I'm like sitting here like talking about like risked version and, and yeah. what I want to play. I think if I wanted to just like if I wanted a top thirty two and to guarantee a PTI for the next event. Um, I would probably look at the, the chain list that's being played widely in our team. I think it's really solid, some great theory behind it. Uh, I've got it sleeved up. I've got my plan mostly written out. And then I've got Dash, and I feel like that could give me a, a, like the high lows. I think a, yeah. there's higher opportunities. There's also much lower floor to it. Um, and then there's, yeah, there's like a couple other things. Um, you know, like Lexi was something I looked at for a while as well, and I felt the same about like just formats and pairings and stuff. So anyway... 
I want to talk a little bit about that's a bit of preparation. We're going to talk about more of this next week as we get past the pro tour because we'll have some we'll have some things to talk about, some results and yes. how the actual event went for the the whole sort of like wider group of people that we've been testing with as well. But we're here in New Jersey. We're just as I said at the, the start uh, when we recorded the intro that we've been out today recording with Alex from Fabled Academy. If you yeah. haven't already, go and follow Alex and check out all the great work <laughs> he's doing for this game. He's going to be documenting history this weekend, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what, what else have you been doing in New Jersey before we get into some predictions of uh, this pro tour? You've been you've been eating. Yeah, you've been- <laughs> I've been eating. So uh, yeah, I like to make I like to make a kind of make a point of visiting people that I haven't seen for long periods of time. Whenever I go to a new city, so <clears throat> I was lucky enough to sort of be booked Wednesday Thursday night for dinners. It's nice, caught up with old friends. I've um, got some great fruit, great food. Uh, so on Wednesday I went to Jean Georges, which is uh, right near Central Park. It's a really nice French restaurant, and then. Last night was Sushi, sushi uh, Katsui, which is right there in downtown West Village. Right? I think it was in West Village, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. so that was, it, it was amazing. <clears throat> we did like the omakase and the chef was fantastic. So I had a great time. It's just awesome, actually. We haven't really spent time in New Jersey. <laughs> We've been in New York. Yeah, well, I've, uh, I've literally been Manhattan here for 12 hours. Yeah. You know, uh, not, not even... Not even that? Yeah. Well, yeah, you, no. you landed and you showered. And he sh- yeah, Hayden minutes. landed, showered in like five, ten minutes, and then we were out. To the I didn't city. shower. I didn't even oh, shower. Didn't even no, shower? I showered last night. We just, oh, I just dropped the bags. Boy. No, I had a quick quick wash, like <laughs> quick um, get changed and hot turn, and we went into the city for dinner. So um, that's New Jersey. It's been a great experience so far. I'm really excited for this weekend. This this format of the podcast is pretty different to what we usually do. Usually we go through, um, Brendan just says I've picked up my phone because I've got some things <laughs> to talk through. Usually we go through the news and um, then come on and cook out and and lots of different things. I'm just laughing because we've got a little bit of a janky setup, and I told Brendan he cannot touch the table uh, uh, while we record. And he, uh, fidget, yeah. yeah, he likes to have something in his hands at all times. Um, so, no news really this week for the podcast. I mean, in terms of, I guess, things that are happening. Um, we're, we think we might get an uprising spoiler tonight at uh, the Pro Tour banquet, the players' banquet. So, Almost certainly. Yeah, right? surely, yeah. surely. But we, we're excited. We get to see the banquet tonight. We get to see the panel from LSS. I'm sure we're going to hear some stuff about the game and just the solidification of what's happening with 2.0. And, um, also, just welcoming players uh, to the first ever Pro Tour. I think this is going to be an experience. Um, other things that have happened in the past week. I mean, we have the date and location for Pro Tour number two. It's happening in Lille in yep. northern France uh, in the very last weekend of August, which is very exciting. So ProQuest season, that's where it's going to get you an invite to. So if you're out for ProQuest this weekend, best of luck. and um, XP as well. XP, no ELO, which is interesting. I think there's a lot of... We can talk about that one later. I think that's a bit of a... Yeah. Got to crack My... that one open. I'm surprised, definitely. Yeah. Actually, am I? I? I'm a little bit surprised. I am. I'm again. I think I'm actually fine with it to a degree. But again, we're already into the qualification period. I, a bit tilting. Eh? It's a little bit. Then again, this makes no difference to me. This gives yeah, me. Yeah, this gives me a free invite. Yeah, it doesn't affect <laughs> us. It's literally like yeah. I just, the thing is for the the entrenched players and things. It, it's just yeah. like we just free roll this stuff, and we we can we complain about it the most because we feel like it affects the normal player base. Like, yeah most mostly negative well players who are you know we've got players coming from europe and around the world this weekend who are coming and thinking yeah like if i top 32 cool i get a ptr but hey what if i end up like day two pretty yeah. solid record or i do well on the calling this weekend yeah. snag some elo off hayden Dale. snag some elo off, <laughs> off the brennan patrick's the Tarek patels the matt rogers of the world maybe i spike a win and hey i'm sitting pretty for an invite to france unfortunately not so I think my kind of just general takeaway is that we get ELO next year now. It doesn't mean anything this year. Tell you what, though, it makes me more willing to maybe take a punt on a deck this weekend for the Pro Tour. So, um, yeah. yeah, very interesting. Any last thoughts before we move on? I've got a command cookout question. Nope, I'm ready. All right, we're in New Jersey. Head out the back, Brendan. Fire it up. <laughs> Sizzle it. Oh, oh that's, that, that's a good New York smell. It's wafting over the York, river. I, 
<laughs> one thing I'm struggling about in New York is the smell. Um, mostly smells like weed. But do, it's, it's either weed or, or excrement, excrement, to be honest, which is tough. I've been to a lot of cities in the world, like major cities in the world. And, um, anyway. I think it was just out by the Hudson. It's yeah. true. It's true. It is. I have enjoyed my time so far. Like It is exactly what I thought it would be in so many ways, the sensory sort of overload of, of New York. And, and it's been fantastic. And I'm excited to spend the whole weekend here. First, mm-hmm. I'm excited to like spend the, the weekend around like people where or friends. And then also... <clears throat> people I don't necessarily call friends like Brendan. So mm. it's going to be great. <laughs> Come on, a cookout question. If you two were to play in a team Blitz event together, who would be your ideal third team member? This is going to be a fun one. And what would each person be on? And this is from Jestus on uh, our Discord. <coughs> Shout out to the community Discord. Before you answer, have a little think about it. If you want to get your question in for the Commander Cookout, you can. As I say, every single week, any way you possibly want to. You can little handwritten note and give it to us, slip it to us at the Pro Tour this weekend at, at the calling, whatever you want to do. Uh, you can get them into arsenalpassfab at gmail.com. Tweet at us, DM us, uh, put it in the comments below and let us know for the Commander Cookout. Brendan, who's the third player? We won't, we, first of all, we, we won't play on a team together, but mainly because we're not going to be. You're going to maybe go to Vegas. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. I will be in Sydney because it's my, my hometown. Um, and I said so we won't play together, but I don't think we would anyway. You know, I just I don't play on a team with you. <laughs> so but if we did, if there was a who's, dream team. Who's the third? There's a third and it's the easiest choice of my life. Really? There's a, yeah, there's a man. Um, he lives in Tulsa, Oklahoma. His name is Stephen Woolley. Oh, um, you're taking Stephen. Some say the better, the better, uh, the better half of Team Covenant over there. But uh, Stephen actually reached out to me about uh, forming an alliance to uh, take down his uh, take down his friend and, and business partner. And I told him I might be able to might be able to get him that W. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> you just that's that sounds. I feel like I've seen this before in a WWE <laughs> a, a Raw episode. Um, you seen some of those memes people i know the memes are great yeah yeah no look um i mean i would i would gladly take steven especially if it's team limited yeah steven i think is a fantastic i mean he's a good fisherman player in general but limited is that so you're taking steven steven willie i'm yeah. gonna have my own yeah so we're gonna have a four-person team okay. so i'm breaking the rules here who are you bringing uh you know we we posted a picture on twitter last night of the so of the oh. three amigos i've got to take sasha markovic i think you know, yeah, it'd be we've nice been, to we've call been reunited. In, yeah, it'd be nice to carry him to a hat trick. You know, <laughs> how else is he going to get a call? Yeah, was, yeah, he's so washed up at this point. Either that, or I want, I want, uh, I want James White. I he's want James right. White on my team. Yeah, yeah. I saw there's a little clause in the um, in the calling notes that Alice's yeah. employees can play in the team callings in the blitz callings. So Which is wild. Yeah, and on that note, if you're in team blitz calling. What are you playing? I'm probably playing Reinar, I assume. So I assume that I'd probably be on the Reinar as well because I think What's, that... No, you, you've been in different heroes. I'm the Oh, Reinar we're in the team calling. Yeah, okay, yeah. so I was thinking about the actual team. No, 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 where are you Vegas. No, 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 where are um, you Yeah, so I'm probably... So I think that the lineup is probably old him, Reinar, X, and that X might be Lexi, which sounds wild, but X is just something that doesn't play a lot of generics and can sort of slot in very well. Oh, you're but, taking it seriously. I thought you were just going to like... It, it, I feel like thematically you would have to be on like... Kano or they Viserai neutered him. Or, well, you can't be on Viserai, right? Yeah, but, they neutered Kano. Like, they took out Stir and Snapback. It's pretty bad. That's my boy. <laughs> what are you, you massacred my boy. <laughs> uh, James White's on Cav Dean, obviously. Yeah. So, oh my God. Yeah. You remember that? <laughs> Two hour blitz, uh, blitz is on. Stephen I, Woolley's on Libya or Lazalia. Yeah, yeah, or whatever he plays these days. Whatever the worst deck is, he's probably going to. That's true. That's true. But real, real quick question. Thanks, Justice, for the question. Uh, so far, the, the minute blitz calling is now in a few weeks. If you are going to Vegas, like, what are you thinking as like the top decks? Or if you're playing Battle yeah. Hardened this Sunday, uh, because we've got a Battle Hardened at in New Jersey, what what are the top decks for you? Do you think? So I think really, uh, sort of the easy win there is going to be Oldham. 
Yeah. Than didn't take Feels it. like the deck to beat now, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, but I think Reiner is one of those decks. I think so too. I think Reiner is a really good position. So yep. we're talking about Team Blitz. So it's like, what's number three? Probably not Kasai. I think it's a, no. I don't. Th- I still don't <laughs> think it's Kasai. I think it's a deck that um, either beats up on Ultim or it just loses to Ultim but beats everything else. I think that's the deck you take. So like Briar stands Briar, out to yeah. me because I think that's really good into to Ultim and then it's like still solid into the field. Or I'm just taking a deck like like Boost Dash from the last format, which is just a dog to Ultim. Yeah. But I think is really really good into basically anything else. Yeah, the um, Briar's probably. I mean, Briar's probably the pick, right? You might get fancy and talk about. We talk about Eck or we talk about Maxi, but Briar is very powerful. Yeah, I think if I had to lock in three decks for my team right, right now, I would probably at the moment I'd be looking at taking. Uh, I'd probably play Ultim because I think it's just probably the best. There's probably going to be an Ultim. The, the list might look a little bit different to a traditional list, but Ultim, Briar. Uh, oh, sorry, Ultim, Rhyna, and Briar. I think with the the three I would take right now. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. It's not a very controversial. No, lineup. sorry, sorry, Azalea. We're playing yeah. Redline Azalea. Uh, try um, shot combo. Yeah. Ivan, that's kind of cook out. We've talked a bit about our experience so far in New Jersey. Before we, this is a shorter pod today. We're doing a bit of a shorter format as we head into the Pro Tour. Again, apologies for probably this episode being late. Apologies for us sitting with our microphone in a glass, hunched <laughs> over talking. There's no video, so do apologize, but you get something from us. I want to talk a little bit about some other predictions for the weekend. We did, I know we did a few a few weeks ago. We talked a bit about the heroes that you expect to see tomorrow. Um, what are you expecting from like the the story of this weekend to be like? the end of it in terms of like pro tour one like are you expecting mm. that you know we're going to see something crazy happen like a player that no one knows winning this event do you think that we're going to see uh, an already known quantity really solidify their place as like the guy right like or, or mm. the person um to to be the first pro tour winner and to take that mantle and heading forward into france like yeah what? so i think anybody that is a uh, has reasonable success in flesh and blood so far and wins and if that if that kind of person wins the pro tour they probably get solidified as the best player in the game. Um, and, you know, that could look like your Matt Rogers, Sasha's, yep, your Hayden Dales, whatever it is. But if you've had any, if yeah, if you've had any amount of success, any amount of success, you got to have something, right? <laughs> um, and then you win the Pro Tour. I think that that really puts you on top. Um, do I think that an unknown player will win the Pro Tour? It's possible, but it depends what you mean by unknown, right? Because they're probably lesser truly, known, lesser yeah, known, lesser known, maybe, right? But I think tr- so. I think it's really, yeah, I very think it's really probable. very reasonable. There's like, man, there's many, many good players that, for one reason or another, just haven't made it into like the headlines, yeah. but they're just incredible players. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, but I do think that I feel like the top eight will be recognizable. I think so. I think we're going to, here's my prediction. So I reckon we're going to have five players that you, you know, you know, mm. that have had calling one or m- multiple calling top eights in their career. I think we're going to have one person who's never had a, a calling or a um, top eight. I think we're going to have like two people who are like either like a nationals winner or a nationals top eighter uh, and maybe have like a top 16 at a calling. That's my prediction for the top eight. Pretty congruent that. Um, I don't think the winner is going to be one of your sort of run. For some reason, right? That's just that's just my throw. This it out. format, I think, yeah. is very like there's some there's a lot of like different things about this format where uh, people might just pick decks to run well into like a certain half of the format, have a good time. Like I think, when I say have a good time, I mean like line up really well with what they're trying yeah. to do and like find a lot of success. I think this is there's a this format has. I don't want to get into too much about variance and stuff, but this format, when you especially when you're playing mirrors in particular, it feels like. The, the choices and, and the elements of that when it comes to success are a bit more minimized than they have been previously, which I, I don't think is a bad thing, by the way, but I think it's, it's true. Um, so, yeah, to that extent, I think we're going to see. Yeah, for me, it's just shot in the dark. Like, I just got a feeling that uh, this time it's not going to be until 
Hayden Dale. Well, you can't be Hayden Dale because <laughs> I'd be winning. Brendan Patrick's got to be taking down that that mirror. Um, no, I I do think that we will win though. Like I think that someone from our group will win. really. I do. I hope think, so. Yeah. I genuinely believe so. Which is funny because it contradicts what I just said with like a sort of player because most of us are. Um, at least have had some publicity in the past two it's years. It's so funny though, like I'm the contrast in our preparation. I feel this is the event I feel the least prepared for. I've never felt more life. prepared. In it's my so life. crazy the contrast we have right now. I, to each other. I think I'm just uh, you know manifesting. Yeah, I think you are too, which is great, <laughs> which is fantastic. You know, confidence breeds confidence, and yeah. Look, the other thing I want to say about this weekend is um, don't lose sight of the fact that we've got a calling happening as well. There's going to be some amazing things coming out of the calling. I'm sure we're going to have you know an amazing top eight there as well. I'd be interesting to see the, the contrast between. Because we get Pro Tour day one and then calling day one to the day after, so people get a bit of information in terms of maybe like changing some of the cards in the deck oh, yeah. or even changing Hero. The meta might change a little bit. So it's going to be really interesting to see the top eight of the Pro Tour and the top eight of the calling when we get to that on, yeah. um, on the third day on Sunday. So I'm really excited to see that. Uh, I think if you're not already planning to, tune into coverage. Like, yeah. first of all, amazing coverage team. Um, Mr. Gottlieb, Tan and Grace, DM Armada, as yeah. well as Red Zone Rogue. I think that's the lineup. Flake. Oh, Flake as well. well. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. So we got five. Five of the best. So... Yeah, make sure you check it out. Um, and yeah, other than that, I think that's kind of what we're going to talk about. Any other predictions that you wanted to to throw out? You got any crazy wild mm, theories? About no crazy season? predictions. I definitely, I really don't want to play the calling. I would like to make day two. Me, um, me too. I think I think uh, playing the calling would be pretty uh, pretty disappointing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not where you want to be. <laughs> as uh, as uh, Luke Badger sneaks down our stairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Is that? Uh, Ira, world premiere champion, Luke it Badger is. coming down the stairs definitely as well. On that note, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna close out the pod, Brendan. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you all next week. We talk about Pro Tour wrap-up and um, a crazy or non-crazy weekend as it may or may not yeah. happen. Well, it's going to be crazy one way or another. That's true. We'll see you all next week. See you next week.